prepared environment, they call. So setting up our environment for our kids so that they can be successful, whether it be a little chair where they can sit down and put their shoes on all by themselves or offering their clothes laid out, ready to go, but they have two choices. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents. Michelle Abraham, your host here today. I am really excited to bring you another fabulous guest. She is a parent herself and is also previously been a school teacher, which is fabulous. So lots of great knowledge here. Let me introduce you to Rachel Schindler. Hey, Rachel, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Awesome. Well, let me tell our parents just a little bit more about you, Rachel, if that's okay with you. Yeah. Okay, so you're a military spouse and a mom of two boys. Uh, you've received a degree in human development as an elementary school life education element as an elementary education license. And you used to teach grade one and grade two before staying home with your kids. Um, she also attended a Montessori school and used that influence to raise her own kids. She loves anything crafty and loves do it yourself and and as much as she can for her kids. So um, I love that about you, Rachel. You're also a dog mom as well. So we'll just throw that in there too. (laughs) That is also awesome to hear. And I just love that we were going to dive into like the, like how can we as parents kind of like bring Montessori kind of into our everyday life with our kids? And first of all, before we even dive in there, Rachel, can you just share for our parents maybe at home that have heard what Montessori is, but maybe aren't 100% sure what exactly it is and how they can incorporate it into their world? Yeah, definitely. So I'm definitely not an expert, but I think one of the biggest principles of Montessori is the concept and the idea of following your child. That's really where Maria Montessori, who's the founder, um, started her schooling and She really pushes towards watching your child, observing your child, and then doing things that you find kind of educating your child right where those interests are. Um, They do a lot of focus on practical life activities, they're called in the Montessori world. And it's like, you know, pouring their own milk into their bowl and putting on their own shoes. Um, And then their other like really big side of it is prepared environment they call. So setting up our environment for our kids so that they can be successful, whether it be, you know, a little chair where they can sit down and put their shoes on all by themselves or, you know, offering their clothes laid out, ready to go, but they have two choices kind of thing, you know, especially on those busy school mornings, you know, kind of like people get overwhelmed by Montessori because they think like, my kid's not going to do that. But, you know, if you put your clothes out for your third grader, second grader, and, you know, they can get dressed all by themselves. That's Montessori right there. Just kind of independence as much as you can and not necessarily doing everything for our kids. I know we as moms kind of fall in that trap. I don't let my kid always pour their milk, but I do try. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a little bit scary, the milk thing. (laughs) um, I can see like if you put it in a smaller container, then that's like more their size. And then it's just like the right amount for them rather than like gigantic with like four liter jug or, you know, the gallon jug that's going to spill everywhere. (laughs) That, That is setting yourself up for a disaster. (laughs) the big one but I can see how uh, what does it do for kids in your experience like what have you seen that has really been really helpful for kids by following these kind of um, principles yeah I mean especially in my own kids I think you know a lot of times you know mine are a little bit younger so when we're observing things you know sometimes I find you know my one-year-old he just wants to put things in other things right that's like a big 
stage I think they go through. Um, and so then I can offer him Tupperware containers and little treasures or animals he can put inside and he'll sit there for an hour and a half, you know, cause I think I met him where he wants to be. So I'm sort of providing that education in his own way with his interests. And, you know, as a school teacher, we did that a lot as well, you know, kind of reaching that kid. If that child's super into Legos, maybe you do math with Legos. You know, you really kind of get to their interest level and go from there. Um, but then it also like it sets them up for success. You know, when my two-year-old can pour his own milk from the little container and make his own cereal, he feels so proud of himself. You know, he knows I'm proud of him. And so it's really a good and a good opportunity to kind of offer them that chance of you will be successful. And I'm here to back you, but you're going to do it by yourself. Mm, I love that because you're, they know that you're there for support, but those little wins, you know, is that building up their self-esteem, their confidence, their safe, feeling safe and secure and that connection also with you as well, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, those are so great. Uh, what are some other examples of some things that you guys did in like the school, uh, schools that really like fostered the, the Montessori? Yeah, so, and we, when I was, a, I taught mostly second grade, a little bit of first, um, and one of the big things that I pushed in my math classroom was the idea, the concept of math workshop, um, and it's a whole concept in itself, but the kind of the way that we did it, one of the stations that the kids went through was that they would do their own worksheet, and then they would go, and there would be, we called it a top secret, you know, option where it had all the answers. And so they got a chance to look at the answers and correct themselves. And I think this goes back to that Montessori of that prepared environment where I'm offering them, here's the answers, here's your chance to look at it yourself. You know, they did turn it in and I would kind of look over, okay, they missed a couple of these. So I need to know, like, that's where I'm going to take them. But giving them that prepared environment place to make their mistakes and correct them and learn all by themselves. So that was really important for them. Oh, I love that. My daughter came home this week and uh, her teacher had taken them outside for math class and they had done math by um, collecting sticks and rocks and like arranging them in different groupings and different, like, you know, doing some, some things like that. I'm like, ah, that's awesome because they're using the natural environment and they're outside getting some fresh air too. <laughs> definitely makes it a little more exciting, a little more interesting too, which is always good when you're, you know, going through school. So yeah, for sure. Now uh, I understand like the, the transitions, like getting kids out the door for school in the mornings. Um, now, not only in my own house, but in other houses, if we get through that without any like upsets or anyone, you know, getting angry or anything, it's a huge win. So are there some things that can help kids prepare for that, like transition time um, that you found to be super helpful? Yeah, I think for me, definitely, you know, my kids are younger, so they're not quite getting ready for school. Um, my oldest does go a little bit. But one of the things is that concept of that prepared environment that we've been talking about, you know, they have their little box, sort of, it's a little chest of drawers with their shoes in it. And they know, like, that's where their shoes are. And when I say, you know, you need to go get ready, they go sit down, there's a little stool, and they put their own shoes on. And it sounds crazy. And it does take a lot of like pre work in the beginning, right? I had to model how to do it. I had to show him how to do it a bunch of times. I had to help him do it a bunch of times. But now I can say to him, go get your shoes on. And he can do that. He knows exactly what that means. He can go to that spot. He has everything ready to go. You know, sometimes 
it is a little bit more work on my part to lay out his clothes or make sure his shoes are always in there. You know, sometimes they don't always make it back in, but in the end it becomes quicker and easier and simpler to, uh, for us to get out the door when that environment is ready for them to go. Mm, yeah, I love that. Um, and I think too, like if knowing like for us, like we didn't have a specific place, their backpacks always went. So for us, that caused a lot of chaos, I think, in our kids, because they were like, where do these go? And then where do we find them in the morning to get them again? They didn't have like specific hooks that they went on. So we had to create somewhere for them to put those things. So they felt like they kind of like it was more of a routine, I guess. Is, is routines part of the Montessori way of doing things too? Like, is that part of it? Like, yeah, it definitely is. I think one of the big pushes in Montessori is that child choice. Um, so it's setting things up with, they have a big, there's a, um, big concept of a Montessori shelf where you preset activities for your child. Um, I rotate mine. So they rotate every week. We get a new shelf. The kids have new options, um, for what's on there but they're all kind of prepared and ready to go. So we do do shelf work as part of our day, but then they get the choice of, you know, what you want to pick from here. So I would say like, there's definitely routines, but a lot of it is pushing that more concept of like, my child gets to choose kind of what goes in those routines. Mm, that's great. I was just thinking, as you were saying that, I'm like, that would have been such a great idea as my kids were younger to have less things out all the time. And then like just a few things that I can choose from, um, on an ongoing basis. Plus probably was saved a lot of money on toys and all those other things, <laughs> too much stuff. Right. And then I think that really affects their brains and their ability to like, you know, pick something to do. And, um, I noticed there were so many toys as we were growing out of stages and giving them away that like, they hardly played with it all. It was just too many. Yeah, we do what we call it toy rotation. Um, it's kind of, I think, not as big in Montessori classrooms. Um, that I might be wrong on that. But I know kind of in the Montessori home world, a lot of people do the toy rotations um, where we rotate out our shelves every week. Or Now I'm kind of at every two weeks um, since we're just busy and they don't always have as much time at home as that, you know they need um, to work on it. So that has been probably my best parenting decision ever, 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 you know, we rotate the things that they loved forever, then go away. And then all of a sudden they come back out and they're super exciting and new. And, you know, I didn't have to buy anything to do that. So it's been yeah. awesome. That's really cool. My kids just got this um, box from, from someone as a gift and it was a box full of just a few things in it. But the idea was that it was a Montessori box and they take the box out. Now they're, you know, most of our listeners know my kids are, you know, grade four and grade one right now. So, I mean, they're a little bit older, but they're, these boxes were age appropriate for them. And it just had a few things in there that allowed them to get super creative and play. And there was one that had like rice in it. The other one had, you know, some, some flowers and just some jewels and some things so she could do some digging and hiding and all sorts of things. It kept them busy forever. <laughs> and, and it was no like particular like outcome uh, predetermined. It was really great. They could just sit there and play and use their imagination forever. Yeah, that's definitely a big aspect. I would say, you know, we, we're Montessori inspired home. We don't do all Montessori things. Um, we do a little bit more like Waldorf style stuff, um, which tends to have a lot of that open-ended materials, you know, a lot of open-ended things 
you know, for them to do, they don't necessarily have a purpose, but they kind of get to come up with their own purpose, which is cool. Yeah, that's really great. It was neat to see them just be like focused on what they were doing there instead of like, you know, like the game, a game where someone was going to win or like, a, a you know, building the Legos that was had to turn into something. And, you know, it was kind of a neat, it was great. It's great to see them be entertained by that and using their imagination. Again, I feel like their imagination gets lost in so many of the activities we have uh, these days because they're um, yeah. And just their little brains are so scheduled to do things. So it's nice to give them that, that time, that time off. Yeah, that's definitely true. And your kids are older too, as you can see, like, even though they're older, they still love that concept, right? It's still just as good. Exactly. We actually, as an example of that too, we have this thing outside. It's like a culvert that like, there's no water in it anymore. It's just all these rocky rocks and, you know, trees and, and, and bushes and things. And the kids love going there. They've called it Rocky hollow and they bring like a couple of like Lego guys, or they bring a couple of cars and they've got this whole like city imagined in this, in this little space. And it's really great. It's great to see their imaginations going. So I hear that you have got a great Instagram page. And so I'd love to chat with that you about that and share with our listeners what it's all about, where what you guys do over there and where they can find out more information. Yeah. So we run an Instagram page. It's been about, oh my gosh, about a year and a half, almost two years now um, that we've started it. Um, it's called Moose and Friends. We call my oldest son Moose. Um, he was a preemie when he was born and we only had a moose hat that fit him. So that's where he got the name. Um, and yeah, we essentially do, we share our Montessori inspired activities. We do a ton of DIY things. My um, husband is pretty good at woodworking. I've now learned to be pretty good also. Um, and then I'm just super crafty in general. I love my cricket. I call it my first baby. So <laughs> there's a lot of good cricket stuff on there for any of you who are out there and are good crafters. Um, but yeah, we just share, we do a lot of sensory play as well. Like you were saying, kind of the rice and that kind of stuff goes in there. Um, but yeah, we love it. It's been a blast. I've met amazing parents on there, amazing moms. Um, we've connected with a few actually in real life, which has been super cool, but the community is just really, really great. I've really loved having it. So yeah, that's awesome. And so what's your hopes with that, uh, with that page that you're inspiring some more families to, Definitely. I think, you know, we do do a few collaborations with various companies, um, mm. but I'm really picky on who I collaborate with because, you know, one, I'm, I'm pretty picky on what comes into our house um, as far as toys or activities. And so I definitely do some vetting before I agree to collaborate with companies. Um, but then really anything I share is something that we truly love. So we do that a little bit, but really it's, been able to just kind of go back and forth. I don't claim to be an expert on anything at all. So, you know, parents will comment, well, my kid does this and what should I do? And I'm like, let's chat. Like, I have no idea. Let's figure it out together kind of thing. So, oh, sorry. <laughs> That's okay. No worries. It's all about the parenting podcast. That's bound to happen. If it's not a dog, it's a kid or any of those other fun things. So it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, For those so of you that are listening, Rachel's dog just came in and joined us on the episodes. <laughs> She's something else we love her to pieces but she will just bust in a room doesn't care so 
Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rachel. I know you're a busy mom. We'll let you get back to your busy momming. And thanks so much for joining us today and sharing a little bit about Montessori style learning with our audience. I think it's going to be really helpful for our parents to kind of take a look at what we have already in our house. What can we use to inspire play and, and, and that learning that goes along with it too. Well, thank you so much. It was a blast to talk to you. Awesome. Well, thanks, Rachel. All right, Blissful parents, go out there, have a fabulous day, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Blissful Parent Podcast. For complete transcriptions of this show, as well as helpful links to resources mentioned in this episode, please visit our website at theblissfulparent.com.